alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. The blend masters in the building here to let you know. I got the game on lock and I'm ready to flow. I'm blessed with health, wealth, and knowledge yourself, yo. Just a couple more things you need to know. Spiritually give to socially uplift to have you leaving here smarter than the click that you kick up with. A certified baller that your man can't check. Keep hacking me, homie, and I'ma check your neck. I'm the king of the soft blends and two-top drop. And I be on it every day so the shit won't stop. Chop it up is the name of my show. While well, I break it all down to tell you how it go. I keep the mic smoking when I talk my shit. So tune in every week for the game I spit. I said I keep the mic smoking when I talk my shit. So tune in every week for the game I spit. Till I hit it with the alcohol, it won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it the That's right, it's happening. We're getting back here in the game. The world is opening up, the coronavirus is thinning out, and it's time for you to get that cut. Come on down and get with the Blend Master. That's right, Tate Barbering, the Blend Master. That's me. You can hit me up anytime. Area code 313 953 7326 for all your haircut questions, needs, and ideas. I'm the person you need to see. So you know you need to get with me. Holla at your boy. That's right. Take barbering. So, what's up, yo? This is another episode of Tate Barbering Presents Chop It Up. Um, I this is a this is an intro. I had a uh you know, throughout the day, you know, working with people and having great conversations with people, you know what I'm saying? Every now and then I run into an epiphany of my own. I come across a thought and the question was brought upon me to just, I wanted to address something. And uh, it was crazy because when I uh, went and had this rant, and I wouldn't even call it a rant. It was just me getting my shit off, you know what I'm saying? And if you in the barbershop with me, you know how I talk, you know what I'm saying? I get, I get right at it. I'm standing on top of my pulpit, my mat. That's what barbers do, spit that game. And uh, I just wanted to go out and put it on paper, man, because I, I, I go so hard in the pain at the shop, you know what I'm saying? When I talk to people, the mentor people that I don't always get these moments captured, but I had an epiphany. I wanted to give it individual recognition. So instead of going into a bunch of extra segments, I just asked this question about, talked about this thing, talked about this this lie. And I was trying to figure out what I was going to la- label the name of this this episode because I didn't want to name it, you know, saying that bitch lying or the lies these bitches be telling. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to name it no stupid shit like that. I wanted to come up with a good way of naming it. I was going to go with Karen and, and all that, but... I, Lo and behold, I ended up stumbling through my Facebook page and realized that somebody had a name for it. And it was called the Amy Cooper, the Amy Cooper false accusation bill. And that's what I chose to name this whole episode 
after that because it's a lot of that shit going down. But just check me out, man. I think this is a dope episode. So, again, man, thanks for tuning in and enjoy. You know, it was brought upon me to want to address a certain issue. You know what I'm saying? We have a terrible crime that that's committed several, several times a day in our community by different people. And if you hear the weather out here, it's finna get bad. I'm just standing outside looking at the, the thunderstorm about to develop. But it just dawned on me, man. There should be criminal justice for people serve to people that call the police and lie about things like saying that an African-American man is doing something to you just because you know what's going to happen. That should be a crime punishable by law because that happens. Yo, the dude that was on TV, there was a guy on TV. I mean, you know, most of you may have seen this video. There was a cat on TV that uh, he had like a uh, he's scarred up. He's standing in front of a reporter. He lumped up a couple bloody spots on his forehead, dusty. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't got hit with a couple bricks or something. And he's talking to the reporter. And and he's saying like, yo, um, a couple of African. I was in my car driving and two African-American men came over and punched me in the face all because I was saying all lives matter. And, you know, I was just minding my business. And then they skipped to a video of him standing outside of his vehicle, screaming obscenities while shooting a bow and arrow into a crowd of people. You know what I'm saying? This dude out there standing out there like he uh, Robin or uh, Robin Hood, and he's trying to shoot bows at people. You know what I'm saying? And then come to find out he's a nine-time felon that's on probation to the point where he locked, he pretty much locked himself up. You know what I'm saying? But this man was just standing in front of a camera talking about two African-American men had assaulted him. Two African-American men had punched him in the face. That was a stone cold lie. And then when he finally got his ass whooped, it was a bunch of essays that whooped his ass. It wasn't even no niggas out there. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to stop using the word niggas. I know I use it a lot, and I'm going to probably continue to use it. But, you know, I think at certain times when you should be selective about your choice of words. But at the end of the day, he tried to say two African-American. And see, he's saying two African-American men, you know, pulled up on me with that, with that BS. But what he meant was two niggas did you know what I'm saying? That's to me is the difference in that. So, with that understanding, he just came out there just talking out the ass. So again, my you know my my, my choice in using the word nigga, you know what I'm saying, is gonna happen. But it is in no way ever any disrespect to any black man. That's just the way I talk. All right, you know what I'm saying. So listen, no no, not to take anything away from what I'm saying, but the point is. She shouldn't be able to get away with lying on people. You know, white, the white girl had it. There was another video. There was another video where a young man was in his, a, 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 a petting zoo or walking around somewhere where pets are authorized to be. To, and the lady had her dog out there with no leash on. And he asked the lady to have her dog leashed. Yo, could you leash your dog? 
and you put your dog on a leash. And the guy was just respectful. Can you put your dog on a leash? And a white lady just went on like, you can't fucking tell me what to do. I will call the police on you and tell them that an African-American man is threatening me. Now, the fact that she said it in that way, the fact that she said it in that way, the fact that she said that she's going to call the police and say that an African-American male has threatened me. She quoted that in her statement. She quoted that. Because she didn't say you were threatening me. She didn't say, I'm going to tell the police on you. She said, I'm going to tell the police that an African-American male is threatening me. That is a code. That's why she said it in quotations like that. It's a fucking code. All right? If you a white bitch, you don't sound like nothing but a white bitch. If the words come out of your mouth, African-American male is threatening me, the police will be there. Stop, drop, and roll. Stop what you're doing. Drop everything in your hand and roll to that place to protect that white woman that has called you and said an African-American male has threatened her. This shit started, was going on way back in the day. I mean, that's just the code. But then if you got it on tape, think about it. We're going to go give you one more instance, probably the most famous instance of all. Emmett Till. Emmett Till. This white woman said that Emmett Till winked at her. If you know anything about the Emmett Till story, the story about a young kid from Chicago that went for the summer to visit his family down in Mississippi for the summer, which I don't know why you would ever do that to your child. Do not ever send your child to visit their family in Mississippi, especially if you live in the Midwest. They are not prepared to be treated like a nigga. I'm telling you, that's how they treat niggas down there. So listen, he goes down to visit his family in um, the summertime. And while out, I'm sure, you know, they went to the store, Chicago guy. He might have looked at that white girl. He may have looked at the white girl, but I'm sure his brothers and cousins told him, don't do that. The white girl in no way felt threatened by Emmett Till. Emmett Till didn't say, you ugly bitch. Emmett Till didn't throw nothing at the bitch. Emmett Till didn't say nothing to the little heifer. Nah. All he did, if anything, was look. And I'm sure if he got caught looking, he got checked. And they got the fuck on. That's what exactly what happened. That man goes home, gets in the house at his uncle's house, and then all of a sudden the white girl went and told the world that this black man winked at me. I don't know he ain't from here, but he did something he wasn't supposed to do. And them white folks came to uncle's house with the law and all the niggas in chat and and, 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 and tow. Like, yo, we need that nigga out here that you had coming here. Because they said that the nigga in the head winked at my daughter, and I know he know better. So we got to have your ass. 
And the uncle sitting here like, do I let these crackers burn my house down? Or do I give my motherfucking nephew up to be murdered? You already know what's about to happen, cuz. What you think uncle did? What would you do? If a gang of white men came with lynch attire, ready to kick some ass, and you know you can tell the temperature. If that shit happened, and your kid tell you, I ain't do it. They all pulled up to the house. Hey, man, see your nephew out here. Oh, I'm fucking this hole. I'm going to burn all this shit down. And in the Mississippi, you know they will do that shit. You know what I'm saying? They will do that. Do you give up your nephew? Do you give up your nephew? Do you say, hey, nephew, I don't know what you did. But before I let my motherfucking house get burnt down, I'm going to tell you to get the fuck on up out of here. I'll call your pops. Well, I don't know exactly the wording or the situation, but they let that nigga go. They told him to get out. They let the police come and take Emmett Till and put his ass in the back of that damn car. Put his ass in the back of that uh, car, however they got him out of there. But they took him. And they beat they beat the shit out that brother. They beat the shit out that brother. I think everybody in the world got a chance to beat the shit out that brother. Everybody in that little clique got a chance to get their rocks off on that little brother. They beat the shit out that brother. Cut his dick off. After they beat the man unconscious and broke his fucking face and broke every fucking bone in his body, they cut his fucking dick off. And then they tied him to a cotton gin fan. Now, if you don't know what a cotton gin fan is, picture a motor, a fan unit. It's heavy as shit. It's probably about half the size of a mini fridge. But it's heavy as shit because it's a motor. It's a fan. Fans got a magnet on it. A heavy ass magnet on it because that's part of what you use it for the conductor when you talk about the copper wires inside the engine and the motor and all of that. Never mind me. I'm, I'm an engineer, so I be rattling off shit. But they tied a motor to that man and threw him in the fucking river. They threw him in the river. Okay? They eventually found his ass after some time. They combed him out the river and got him out and they had an open casket and this man was beat to hell. All because a white girl said that he looked at her. Alright? That is a code. That they've been using since the beginning of time. And trust me, there are thousands more instances where this privilege has been abused. I just spoke about a few to give you an understanding of what I'm talking about. Because later on in life, I'm talking about maybe five years ago, when the little bitch was on her deathbed, she came out and said, I lied about Emmett Till. I lied. I didn't, I didn't, he didn't do that shit. So my point is, all these motherfuckers be lying. This woman told a lie on her brother and he got the worst ass whooping for it. Just like the fucking movie Rosewood. Go look at the movie Rosewood. That white woman was having sex with the white dude. She lied on him. 
It ain't playing out here. She lied on the nigga. She lied on him because she, 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 was, she was cheating on her husband with a white man. And she went to put her hands on that man. And that man beat that ass. Right? And not wanting to have to explain to her husband why he's coming home to a beat up wife. She lied and said a nigga came, a black man came in her house and raped her. And they burnt that whole city down looking for a nigga that they didn't think that would do that. I mean, it's too many stories, but those are just two good instances right there. The bottom line is that should be a crime. That old lady waited till she was about to die and uh, admitted to lying. And now, if the code is we don't care about black people anyway, then you get a white woman that can drop a match in a, gas- a bucket of gasoline that's already ready to go. When white women have the privilege of doing it at any time and they talk about the shit. They brag about the shit. And they love it. If you were a white woman, you would love it. Why why would you want to give that up? Are you kidding me? Why would you want to give that shit up? So, you know, you can't really change that because it's always going to be cops. They're always going to be cops. They're always going to be cops that's ready to ring the alarm because of a call from a white woman. If the same black woman make that call and say, it's a nigga over here whooping my ass, yeah, that's cool, because there's another reason to whoop a dude ass, a black dude ass, but it ain't gonna be as crazy. Yeah, them boys out there spinning them tires. Them boys out, it's raining over here, so you got my man in a uh, Mustang GT with the fucking hood snout on the jump and he doing donuts in the parking lot. You know what I'm saying? Every now and then he come in front of the barbershop and spin out a few times for us and then dip off. But yeah. So I think there should be a crime for that. And, and I mean, it's hard. To, it's a hard crime because at the end of the day, if that lady that told that lie, now she gets shamed for that. You get publicly shamed for that. And sometimes a public shaming, a public shaming can really be, you know, a public shaming can really have some effect. You can lose your job, you can lose your friends, you can lose your connections. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it is what it is. Public shaming works, but that's how it works, you know. And we just, you know, we need we need to do something about that. Make that a more valuable law because people die because of shit like that. If a white woman say that my big ass then did something to her, they gonna pull up on me with four five cars and they gonna get out ready to whoop my ass because they didn't, this white woman and scared them over here to get with me. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big dude. I'm 300 pounds, six six, 300 pounds. You know what I'm saying? I'm a threat to just about everybody whenever you stand next to me and look like that because I'm a grumpy old vet, so I keep a snarl on my face with some sunglasses on with no smile, so I ain't no telling what you think. But, you know, that poses a threat to, to dudes sometimes. That poses a threat to a police officer every time. So I have to make sure that, that I'm, I'm approachable enough, you know what I'm saying, to not be threatening. Shaq has the same problem. Shaq, big, black, ugly ass. If he walked around with a chip on his shoulder, it'd be scary. 
because he's too fucking big and what you you can't do shit about it. Shaq can throw your ass across the street. So it's like we have to be welcoming and, and communicative and, and open and you know, we have to be conversive and all of that because that's important for us to survive too. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't so again, man. I don't I know that there's a threat. And because I'm a person that will get that phone call. I, and and they're not gonna they're gonna they're gonna deal with me like they're gonna deal with me out of fear. They're gonna deal with me out of fear, man. I love this rain as as his background, man. This is a great segment. So it, I just feel like that. So again, you know, let's talk about that, man. These people that be lying, talking about African American man, you people need to stop that shit. I mean, it's power in it. Hell, and me putting this on this on this on this uh, episode doesn't mean. That is something that should be used. It's being abused. Now, if there is an African-American man kicking your motherfucking ass, then, you know, you probably should call the police. But, again, who calls the police into the black neighborhoods? People do. The people in the neighborhoods do because sometimes niggas, niggas get out of, out of line. It's nigga shit out there. It's nigga shit out there. And, and, again, man, if you know we got people with these issues, we all have to chip in as a community and help. You know what I'm saying? But we can't allow that type of abuse to be in the system, be where a white woman can just, you know, use the threat of calling the police and telling them that an African-American male is fucking with her. Because she can say that just to get the police there if it's a white dude fucking with him. If it's a white dude, but this motherfucker acting a goddamn fool, she can call the police and say it's an African-American male over here losing his goddamn mind. And when they get there, say, well, the nigga ain't really a nigga, but it's him. And I knew y'all weren't going to come if I told you it was a white boy, but it's him. But shit, them white boys know not to fuck with each other. We the one with the problem. So again, we have been demonized to the point where a white woman can make a phone call and say that an African-American male is threatening her and it's on and fucking popping. That is a crime. That's a problem because although there may be some dangerous African-American people when very well provoked over and over and over and over again, they ain't fucking with white women unless white women fucking with them. You know what I'm saying? African-American males ain't rolling up to potato salad parties calling the police on goddamn white women. They're having a party over here and you ain't invite no black people and all that shit. Look, man, you better get into some Claude Anderson, man. Get that in your system, man. Understand where you at. But to me, to me, that that's an issue. So that being the case, I think that those issues should be addressed. I think that's a crime. I think it's just as big of a crime as a chick lying and saying somebody raped her. If somebody say you raped them, they going to jail until you can prove that you didn't rape this woman. And I think that if it's proven that you weren't raped, then you need to get the same sentence that the person was going to get had he raped you. And same with the laws. If you call the police and say a black man is threatening you, you're supposed to get the same goddamn shit. If you call the police and say that a black man is threatening you, it's impossible to get the same thing because they coming over there to beat that nigga's ass but stepping out of line toward that white woman. I think black people should be like that. I think black people should be like that. I think if you black, you should be there to protect our women like that. You know what I'm saying? We need to protect our women like that. We need to be there for our women like that. 
Because a white man can disrespect a black woman anytime he fucking feel like it. And ain't no nigga gonna step up and say nothing to him. I think that we should have a coalition of people out there knocking motherfuckers out for disrespecting black women. If a white woman can get the cavalry brought in on your ass for disrespecting her, remember that movie on uh remember that movie Higher Learning? Remember the movie Higher Learning? You remember the movie Higher Learning when they disrespected my girl, uh, 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 old girl in the movie, the black girl, that, what's her name? The one that do the voices on Boondock. When they threatened her and called her a black bitch, she went and told Ice Cube. Ice Cube came over there, clicked tight. Like, who said it? You? And they was ready. That's who we need to be out here in the streets for our people. Not every nigga assuming that because they're getting harassed by the, by uh, a, a white person that they've done something wrong. You got to step up for our people and have their back, man. That's how a community starts to grow because you look out for each other. That's what the Crips and the Bloods was about. The Crips and the Bloods were about unity in the community. It's community recession and progress. We don't need no police. We don't need nobody over here with us telling us how to do what we do. We got this. We policing ourselves. We policing ourselves. We don't need police. Somebody said, well, if we go into our own communities and, and try to control, we, who going to be the police? We don't need fucking police, B. We don't need police. We don't need police. Ain't nobody scared of black criminals, but rival gangs. That's it. If I see a young black man walk in on that bullshit, I'm talking to him. I'm a, I know how to address that. It's about being able to close the gap in communication. You know, that Willie Lynch letter taught us that the beef should be internal. The beef should be internal. The beef should be light skin versus dark skin, young versus old, men versus women. You keep them constantly fighting each other. If you keep them constantly fighting each other, if you keep them constantly fighting each other, and you make the white man the only trustworthy person in the factor. All right? Even though the white man is putting the battery in your back, the system is made to where the only person you can trust is the white man. Why? Because in most cases, the white man can give you refuge from your, your troubles. You know what I'm saying? Most troubles we got, ladies and gentlemen, in the black community, the biggest problem we have is poverty. Only reason we have poverty is because of the, the way we were robbed. You know what I'm saying? Our wealth was in our labor. You know what I'm saying? Our wealth was in our labor. If we'd have got paid for the labor that we put in for this country, we'd be, we'd have our step up. We'd have our position. But they took that from us. They stole that from us. And so because they stole that from us, we just become the best hustlers in the world. Because it, it always happens that way. Just like no matter where you lay concrete, if you don't cut it, weeds gonna come through it. You know what I'm saying? We're going to always survive no matter how much pavement you put on top of us. But we're doing this shit in spite of the worst conditions. We're doing this shit in spite of the worst conditions. You know what I'm saying? In spite of the fucking fair, unfair treatment. In spite of the way we take forever to approve loans. In spite of the way we make it entirely, totally difficult for you to get anywhere economically in the community. You still figure out ways to do it. You know what I'm saying? That speaks volume. So that means what? That means that every time a black person makes it to the top, it should be celebrated. Like LeBron James, you know, think about it. That kid 
was a kid in the shittiest of situations. His mama was his mama was 15 when she had him. They ain't had nowhere to go, so he moving to place to place to place to place. That's the lowest of low. When you're homeless and you got a baby. <clears throat> when you're homeless and you got a baby. And then God blessed her. God blessed her. God blessed her to the point that she had a son and that joker became the most powerful basketball player figure in NBA history. Yeah, we got Wilt. Yeah, we got Mike. But Mike had a mom and daddy in his house. You know what I'm saying? He went to North Carolina. He got coached into Dean Smith. He's an Omega Psi Phi fraternity. Michael Jordan was going to be successful. All right? Period. Period. He was going to be successful. But LeBron James, that's a success story. That was God's gift to his mama. You've been through hell, little lady. You've been through hell and treated like shit. I got something for you. I got something for you. And it came in a form of an illegitimate pregnancy to a minor. She was a minor. Somebody, somebody impregnated her when she was a minor. And then she had LeBron. And still, with no place to stay, coaches got involved. People got involved in his life and he became who he is. But, you know, a lot of that could be, you know, a, a chosen factor. But LeBron James had to do the work. LeBron James, you can't, t you can't bless a, a nigga with a jump shot. You can't bless anybody with court vision. You can't bless a nigga with speed and agility. You can't bless a person with those type of leadership skills. You can't bless that. That is, that is something that has to be nurtured within. That is something that has to be built. That is something that has to be built, worked on, perfected, and tried over and over again until it was see results. So he made that happen. And it was a gift for it was a gift from God to his mama. And and, and I see that. And and again, we get put in the worst situation, but still we're able to bring that. Most people in the NFL and the NBA come from impoverished situations. Most some of your famous people in the world come from impoverished situations because they're fighting from a different place. So all these things are blessings to us. And we just have to unite as a community and work as a village. The village is what raise, raises families. It's the team of coaches that were around helping that young lady out with her son at such a young age, the families that let them sleep on the couch, the mentors that saw the problem and said, let me help this young man, saw the potential. LeBron James is big, but he ain't fucking Shaq big. You know what I'm saying? By the time Shaq was in the, in the eighth grade, you knew this, this brother was finna be in the NBA. LeBron James was the average height for a long time. That was a path that he chose that he got nurtured all the way through. We have to provide those lanes for all of our children. All of our children. Now I went a few places with this, but I came on, and I and I and that just goes back to the decriminalization, the decriminalization of young black men in America. You know what I'm saying? Just because you put us in poverty situations, don't mean that we can't succeed. It does not mean that we can't win or do well or achieve. Nah, but it definitely doesn't mean that we should be looked upon as criminals or assumed to be, you know, assumed to be the, 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 the culprit or 
you can't just assume that we out here being, you know what I'm saying? You can't just assume that. And those assumptions come up when a white woman can just pick up the phone and say, a black man is messing with me. He's threatening me. He's trying to hurt me. And then everybody ring the alarm to go help. But if you call it, you know, it ain't always, you know, Flavor Flav made a song called 911 is a joke. You know what I'm saying? 911 is a joke. Because of the same shit. Because of the same shit. Because he know that if we call the police, they're going to take their time getting to the hood. But if a white woman called the police and said African-American male is threatening her, she going to pull up. And they've made jokes about it in movies. Well, you got to say you're a white woman and somebody got a gun and shit like that. I just think that the lie is, is bad. And I know alone that lie has a lot of people in jail today. That lie has a lot of people in jail today. That lie has a lot of people in jail as we speak. A lot of people didn't got their ass whooped. A lot of people have died. Countless men have died because of that same lie. Countless people have been incarcerated. Because of that same lie. I think that should be a law against a lie. I mean, but how do you govern the lie? How do you govern an abusing lie like that? A terror, that's a terroristic threat. That should be a terroristic threat. If you can goddamn say that an African-American man is threatening me and the whole cavalry will pull up, that should be a terroristic threat to a black man. That should be a terroristic threat to a black man. If you can call the police, whether it be true or false and say that an African-American man has just threatened me and the cavalry going to come and put their foot on this brother's back until it's over with. Because number one, they mad as fuck that you even near this lily white woman. You see the movie Detroit when they walked up there in that room and saw them white girls in there with them brothers and they were looking at them girls like, why y'all even up here? They was mad because they could never get that pussy. And they just got mad and slapped the girls and beat the shit out of the brothers. They do that. They can't wait to whoop a nigga ass that's fucking with a, a white woman. So again, man, the lie makes it ten times bigger. I already don't want you fucking with Cindy. I already don't want you fucking with Cindy. And you got the nerve to piss Cindy off? I'm finna come beat your ass. And most of this ass whoop is gonna come from the fact that your ass shouldn't be fucking with Cindy. God damn it. And that means that that is a terroristic threat amongst black people. The threat to call the police on a black man and say that he is bothering you with the understanding that that is going to get his ass whooped by the motherfucking police should be considered a terroristic threat amongst black people. Word. Now, we can argue that shit all you want to, but what's a terroristic threat? Look it up. So again, you know, not to, and I know I wasn't going to hold y'all long, man, but it just took me a few different places. So I hope y'all stayed with me and everything, but we got to do something about that lie, man. And I'm thinking like, would you give that up? Would you give up? Would you give that up? Would you give up the privilege of having the motherfucking police pull up? Every time you raise your hand, every time you called and said that code, 
Would you give that up if you had that at your favor? Or, or, or would you abuse it? Because these women are clearly abusing it. Like, whenever I get tired of looking at a nigga, hey, get out of my face before I call the cops on you. That's a joke, but it's that's a sad reality that, bitch, I'm going to have to shoot. First of all, bitch, I, that's worth your ass for me. You know, you know, because you, you're saying that knowing that when the cops get here, they're going to beat my motherfucking ass. So that alone deserves to get you snuffed and get, and I'm dipping. Bitch, I'll stomp your teeth out and leave before they get here. But I'm just saying, if every black man understood that when a motherfucker say that, that's what's about to happen, that should be a, a known reaction. Because you already know why you're doing it. You don't give a fuck about me. The fact that you would even say some shit like that. Man, let me tell you something, man. That's some real shit. Let me tell you something. I know a dude that was married to a woman. This dude was in the military. He was married to a woman. And they were living in Newport News, Virginia. And they had a couple of arguments. And she had got mad and scratched him. And tore up his shirt, trying to snatch his chain off his shit, about whatever reason. So the dude went over and tried to talk to the chick, and was like, "Damn, I'm sorry. I didn't. I don't want to be like this with you." And then she just went berserk. She had the she had the phone on. She had the phone on recording the conversation. She had the phone on with her friend, and she was recording the conversation. So, she. I know the so I know he went in there and was like he was like yo I'm sorry he's like yo I'm sorry you know I ain't mean uh, you know whatever they was beefing about just trying to squash it because he's like the woman was like nine months pregnant eight nine months pregnant something like that so you know the brother didn't want to he ain't beating up on her he ain't never put his hands on her nothing like that this cat was in the military you can't. If you're in the military and you putting your hands on your old lady, you're going to go straight to jail. Straight to jail. So she's sitting there, nine months pregnant. The brother trying to have a conversation with her. She starts yelling and screaming, get off of me. Stop hitting me. Leave me alone. Help me. Help me. Call the police. Call the police. And the brother's sitting there like, what the fuck you doing? What the fuck is you talking about? And the nigga, he's just like, what are you doing? Why are you saying that? I ain't touched you. And then all of a sudden, doom, 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 somebody knocking at the door. Who is it? Hey, man, you straight over here? What? Man, get get the, man, go ahead, man. I'm straight, bro. No, I'm not. Call the police. And then next thing you know, the motherfucking police came out. The motherfucking police came out. Police came out to the house. So the brother said, that he was going in the room because he was in his pajamas. He went in the room, put his, put some shoes on, and put a uh, put a uh, t-shirt on. The one that he had on, because it was right there. It happened to be torn, and he goes outside. But while he's getting dressed, he hear this woman in there saying shit like, "Yeah, he pushed me down. He was kicking me, and he had punched me in the head, and he was trying to." And the dudes that he looked and was like, who the fuck is this talking about? So he like, this bitch is lying to the police. Telling the police that the brother kicked her, punched her, body slammed her on the, on the floor behind the couch. And the cops standing there listening to her like, are you serious? And I'm, I'm like, dog, are you kidding me, bro? Did she tell the police that nigga? 
So he like, yeah, man, she told the cop that the brother was doing this and doing that. So the dude went outside with the police, the other two cops that was outside. And the cops was like, what's up, man? What happened? I said, look, man. He's like, I'm in the military, Mr. Officer. That is my wife in there. I would never put my hands on her and kick her and punch her. I, if she hinted that to the military, you know what I'm saying, the brother would be jacked up for that because you can't put your hands on your spouse. They tell you, kick the dog and hug the wife. But the brother was like, he's sitting there talking to the cops and the cops was like, how you, how you get that scratch on your chest? Oh, shit. She, and she, that was, again, she was grabbing me. She reached to try to break my chain and scratch me. Oh, she did that? Yes, sir. And see, what I didn't know that in Virginia, you, somebody going to jail. If you call the police out there, somebody going to jail. So because they saw the scratch on me, no scratch on her, her hair still intact. I'm like, you telling me, bro, they ain't had no scratches on you? I mean, they, she, 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 they noticed the scratch on the brother, and he ended up going, you know, in the house, and they took the wife to jail, all because she was lying. She was lying. I ain't going to say she was lying, but she tried to lie and say that man beat her ass and did all that stuff to her, and it didn't happen. But then the cops came and saw that she was the aggressor, and on that brother, that brother had scratches on him and shit. And the cops took that man, wiped the jail. Now, the brother even said, yo, it's, I go, don't take my wife to jail. Let me go. Because I don't want to have my pregnant wife go to jail. I'll go. The cops like, nah, 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 nah. She scratched you. We need to put her ass in jail. And the brother was like, I, 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 all right. So I went back in the house, and they was bringing her ass out in handcuffs. And the brother said he was scared, but he would do this. She needed that shit. They was like, wow, eight months pregnant, this bitch going to jail. So, you know, I guess the brother got the money up for bail and went bailed her ass out or whatever. But that was another thing. She was lying on that, on that man, trying to get that man put in jail for the night. Trying to get that man locked up for the night by saying that shit. That's just the highest level of fuckery, man. And it's just a war out here on black men, and they're using the police as the aggressor. Now, for all you brothers out there that's beating up on women and, and, and mistreating women, fighting women, saying mean things to women and, and all that shit, chill out, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't do that because y'all part of the problem because the fact that there's people out there doing that, it gives them the weight to be able to react that way. We have to change our behavior and control how we react to things because it can be our biggest downfall. So that being the case, that being the case, uh, I'm going to end this segment. But I just wanted to talk. Now, I probably went a little too long, but that's a problem to me. How do we address that? I'm open for suggestions, inboxes, whatever, but that's a problem, man, where women can go out and make a lie on black men and get them fucked up for no reason. And it's it's still happening to people this, to this day. So that's a concern that I have. I'm open to suggestions. So 
We got another dope episode of Tay Barber presents Chop It Up, and you know this is this is I mean like this is one of a few of a series because we have a lot of things that we have to talk about. You know what I'm saying? But these are this is a moment in time, and I wanted to capture these moments. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you guys for rocking with me, and uh, stay tuned for the next episodes. Peace. As the summer months approach, our weather gets hotter and hotter, and the need for a strong air conditioning unit grows more and more every day as these months go by. The last thing that you need to do is worry about your air conditioning unit. So at Takes Professional Services, we have professionals on standby 24 hours a day, seven days a week to service all of your appliance needs. That's right, air conditioning, refrigeration, electrician, any problem that you can have, you can call Tate's Professional Services and we're there with A1 service, 100% guaranteed. That's right, EPA certified. And we are here to serve you. Tate's Professional Services. That's right, you can hit us up at area code 313-953. 7326. I'm going to say that one more time. Area code 313-953-7326. This is a nationwide service for all of our people that may need any concerns about their air conditioning unit, appliances, electrical needs, etc. Takes professional services. And remember, there are contracts available. If you just want to ease the burden of having to worry about that unit at all. Again, takes professional services. Check us out, hit us up, and get on board. Girl, it won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. Hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. Hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. Hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. Hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. Hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt at all. Hurt at all. Won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. Hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. Hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt, baby. Nope. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol.